It's that time of the week again. Uh, we usually have it on Mondays, but we ran out of time. We had such a busy show last night uh, on the uh, public holiday show of tonight with Lester that we didn't have time for our beautiful news features. So we're going to do it uh, tonight. Uh, it's As I said, it's my favorite time of the week. Inspirational stories by extraordinary people. Cape Talk. Some beautiful news. And of course, you know the deal. You get to decide who is in featured on our beautiful news interview on Wednesday. We play you, uh, we give a, a brief introduction. Uh, the person then tells their story in, in a first-hand account. And you get to listen to it, internalize it, and then afterwards you get to vote uh, by either WhatsApping 072-567-1567 or you can SMS us on 31567. But in our first story, it was five minutes to midnight. And Tabu Dube remembers the exact moment his life changed. He was on the back of a motorbike when in an instant he hit the ground. After colliding with another motorbike, Dube's right leg had to be amputated and he was confined to a hospital bed for nine months. The accident totally wrecked his life, but it was nothing compared to what he did to his mind. Dube started buying cheap t-shirts and printing on them with a t-shirt like this, who needs a leg? They read. That was an unusual pursuit, but it kept him motivated to take on each day. Soon, his uh, t-shirt interests expanded to leather crafting and stitching, and these conceptualized, uh, conceptualized designs gave uh, a Tabu Adube a new lease on life. It just happened so quickly. I mean, I was just a young boy with big dreams and all of a sudden, I'm now differently abled. After the accident, I didn't just lose my leg. I lost hope. It was a struggle just to go through one day. I had to solve depression by finding something that I loved, which was my brand, Let's. Initially, I will buy end-of-range t-shirts and print with a t-shirt like this, who needs a leg. While I was selling t-shirts, I was starting to sew off-cuts, leather off-cuts, coming up with designs, just wallets initially, then I grew from that. It's so cool to see your product out there and people loving your product. The best part about my business right now is the fact that we are creating jobs. And I actually feel more proud of being differently abled. Let's live every day to the end. Next up, Amina Abrams never thought making Acha would change her life. But the world is full of surprises, not always the good kind. All at once, her marriage fell apart and she was retrenched and uh, she was hit with this conundrum. Uh, she had no income and two young children to feed and she was desperate to stay afloat. So with the recipe handed down from her favorite aunt, uh, Amina began selling pickles. Though she had no background in business, uh, uh, Amina filled her first bottles with hand-cut lemon preserves and hoped for the best and blending all these aromatic spices and oils and finely chopped fruit and vegetables. She turned this into a daily ritual and soon her mixtures were a favorite in a neighborhood of Kensington here in Cape Town. And with the encouragement of her loved ones, Abrams's exotic taste began its journey to the shelves of local grocery stores here in Cape Town. When life gives you lemons, we make lemon acha. My name is Amina Abrams, and I've created my own acha empire. 
Not too long ago, there was a stage in my life where I felt hopeless. I recently got a divorce, I had two children, and I was retrenched. I knew I had to do something to survive. I started making the lemon acha from my home kitchen. It was a hand-me-down recipe. My spiritual mom came to me and she said, Come, let me teach you how to make lemon acha. Hand-me-down recipes are very important because it creates the memories, the continuity of the culture. By turning uh, to my heritage, I was able to create a business that feeds 10 families. I have made something of a significance. It empowers me and my children and the community at large. Superheroes and fantastical creatures walk amongst us. They're quirky, they're confident, they're cosplayers. And award-winning photojournalist Jake Kaboz is documenting their journey. A combination of the words costume and play, the performance art allows people to embody a fictional character. Through the unique activity originating in Japan, it is uh, attracting an ever-growing global following. And Kaboz uh, created the Cause We Play Project, an initiative that captures the stories of South African cosplayers and the characters they adopt. And many go to extreme lengths to create a perfect imitation of fiction, and KBOZ is compelled to take a deeper look. Cosplay is about more than just the costumes. It's about identity. Cosplay is made up of the words costume and play. You dress up as your favorite fictional characters and live out your best life. It can be really difficult to find and express who you are. Even more so to find people who will do that with you. To escape reality together and create your own is a powerful thing. I know people personally who have dealt with depression and anxiety and use cosplay as an outlet. One of the ways that it helps them is to create these personas and then express themselves over social media. The cosplay community is one of the most accepting I've encountered. People have found a sense of belonging that I firmly believe they wouldn't have found elsewhere. And it's an incredible thing to be part of. My name is Jacob Oz and I'm a cosplay photographer. Life in the city is like living in an advertisement. Giant billboards line congested highways, full shopping malls and cover port, uh, apartment block windows. And made from meters of synthetic material, they turn to waste once the ad is over. When Manuela a wall looks up at these commercial vinyls, she doesn't see the product they're selling. Instead, she recognizes an opportunity to turn a concrete jungle into an urban oasis. Wall left her home in Germany to pursue her passion for gardening. She had little space and barely any sun to satisfy her green fingers. And on her arrival in Cape Town, she discovered Soil for Life, an organization that teaches communities to grow their own food. No one thinks much about a billboard while it's up or where it goes once it's taken down. All those big sheets get actually thrown away. And so I came up with the idea of making planters out of them, just really creating life out of a material that is dead. My creativity in South Africa of what they do with waste, with bottle tops and all kinds of things actually was an inspiration for me to pursue my idea and really go with it and make it happen. As a way of giving back, I donate planter bags to gardening communities around Cape Town. 
I think it's really important that we all do our parts in any way that we can. If I can support community with it, if I can donate, if I can motivate people, you know, make people aware of the things that we're doing, that's good enough for me. And finally, rescuing animals isn't all love and cuddles. Dee Hendricks braves heartbreak every time she takes in a parrot. The keen intelligence, sociability and exotic looks of these birds intensify the appeal as pets. But the amount of care they require can't always be met, which is why they're brought to Hendricks in horrific conditions. When humans fail to understand them, the birds suffer. And four years ago, Hendricks founded Brainy Birds, a sanctuary for parrots. Her love for the species has spanned her entire lifetime and when she learnt of the unnatural circumstances that many parrots have to endure in cages, she turned her passion into action and today she has over 200 of them in a care from booming macaws and witty African greys to uh, the littlest cockatiel. Hendrix knows one by every name. The conditions these birds come in to our sanctuary are very, very horrific. They pluck naked, they mutilate us, they're extremely aggressive. I'm the founder of Brainy Birds Parrot Rescue and Sanctuary. I started Brainy Birds because I realized there was a great need for the help and rehabilitation and rescue of these birds. They choose who they want to bond with. You can't make a bird love you no matter what you feed it. It's always on the bird's terms. When I get to the sanctuary, we say hello to each and every single bird because there is great screams of excitement because they are seeing their humans. It is my duty to provide these birds with the best we can give them with what we've got. Being able to help them makes me feel extremely happy, extremely proud, and there's a lot of satisfaction in it. And that's our beautiful news for this week. Now you know what to do. Drop us a WhatsApp or an SMS on who you think should be featured in the beautiful news feature or beautiful news interview on Wednesday. So SMS or WhatsApp us 072-567-1567 or SMS 31567. We're waiting to hear from you. Listen more. Challenge more. Join the conversation. You're with Cape Talk. Coming up next, we have Late Night Talk with 